1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
0: It is a Magnificent Football Monday on a wonderful football Wednesday. It is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here. On the BetQL Network, our first show back in the saddle since Sunday morning, and we got a lot to do over the course of the next three hours. We set the table in hour number one, talking about the weekend that was in the National Football League, hit a little NBA as well. Shout out to America's team and America's point guard, John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. We talked about the Browns and the Jets on Thursday night football and uh, implications in the award markets with Kevin Stefanski, Joe Flacco, and Miles Garrett. Uh, We got great guests coming up this hour Rob Bozzola, pro sports better, will join us in just a moment. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey Sports NFL Insider, 20 minutes from now. And then Ken and I will get back to our handicap of week 17. We'll go to Saturday night with the Cowboys and the Lions in Dallas. And then we'll move to Sunday slate beginning. With the Bills and the Patriots in Western New York. So, we got a lot to do. Bets uh, coming up at the end of the show. Final hour in the power hour for tonight. But let's get to him right now. Pro sports better Rob Bazzola joins us here on the show. Rob on Twitter at Rob Bezola. You got to check out Rob's sports betting content company, The Hammer, on Twitter at The Hammer HQ. Uh, his podcast, Sports Betting Podcast, is Circles Off. Uh, Rob, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, hope it was a great Christmas for you and your family. How's it going?
2: It's going. Uh, that's what I can say right now. I'm running on fumes, man. The holiday season, especially with uh, NFL games mixed in, uh, it's it's great. But like, I didn't get the afternoon nap on the couch on Christmas Day or anything like that. It was uh, a lot going on. So, uh, happy to have had a good year and spent it with family. But, uh, whew, man, uh, I can't wait to <laughs> to mix in some naps this week uh, whenever I can.
1: That was a good. That was a good high pitch. That. Yeah, so, uh, we got a lot of that going right now. It's good. It's holidays. You kind of feel like that a lot, um, especially if you work in sports like we do. Rob, I, I know there's one bet that you're like really confident in that you want to talk about, and then we'll just kind of hit on some other topics and some other games. Why don't we do that first, just a bet coming up this weekend that you really like. I believe it's in the Seahawks game.
2: Yeah, so I bet the total in this game, and I, I took the under. Uh, it moved a little bit today, and you know I think still any number across the board is fine in terms of betting the under in this game. So. It's uh, two-pronged, but Seattle, in terms of Geno Smith, I'm just not a fan of of the offense altogether right now. It's very conservative. That tends to be the case under Pete Carroll, but if last week's game against Tennessee wasn't a sign for you, I don't know what is. That's a Tennessee defense that's typically a pass-funnel defense. Teams have been exploiting them through the air all year long. Seattle thought it's going to be a good idea to just run the ball again because that's our MO, that's our bread and butter on offense. Didn't work for them. They were forced into a lot of third-down situations, Um, where they had third and long, and they couldn't put up a big point total on Tennessee. Pittsburgh plays a ton of man. That's a defense that Geno has struggled with for the vast majority of his career, and I think you're going to get a very conservative game plan from the Seahawks' offense. On the other side, Steelers' offense, Mason Rudolph, great game against the Bengals, a lot of yards after catch. That really aided him in that one, but I'm just not a Mason Rudolph fan, and I think that there's kind of been like an overcorrection thinking the Steelers' offense is going to put up big numbers again. Mike Tomlin, Pete Carroll, two guys that are very conservative, like to come out, have their teams not turn the ball over, play the field position game. The, 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 I mean, if you're going to name two of the top three coaches that love to punt from midfield on fourth and short, these are the two guys. To me, it's the recipe for an under game. Uh, I think this total, honestly, I have this almost in like the 39 range.
0: All right, Rob, uh, there are a bunch of games that you want to hit. I want to make sure we get your thoughts on, like, two of the biggest games of the week, though, and then we'll get to some of the games that you'd like to talk about. So, yeah, if you don't have a bet, it's totally fine. I think our listeners and viewers would just like to hear your opinion, especially because you're a Cowboys fan, right? So let's give us, like, maybe like a minute combined here. Dallas, your team, a six-point home favorite against the Lions on Saturday night. The total there is 53-and-a-half. And then the Dolphins and the Ravens on Sunday in Baltimore, where the Ravens win. They are your one seed in the AFC playoffs with the bye. Baltimore right now, Rob, in between a three-and-a-three-and-a-half-point home favorite. Total is 47. It feels like unlikely that we'll see Jalen Waddle in this game for the Miami Dolphins. So we'll get to some of the games you feel more confident in in a second. But just quick thoughts, please. Dallas and Detroit, and then Miami and Baltimore.
2: So Dallas-Detroit, my first thought before lines open this week were I would love to play Dallas next week in some capacity. Detroit just clinched the NFC North. It's like, you know, the classic quote-unquote letdown spot. Dallas plays a lot better at home. Then I saw the number on the game, and I kind of lost my appetite to bet Dallas in this game. I honestly think it's just a steep price, and it's pretty expensive. I've honestly... Started to consider whether or not I want to play Detroit in this game. The last couple of Cowboys home games, while they do put up a lot of points, they have given up a lot of success to the opposing teams. Now, the Eagles, you might say, only had 13 points when they played in Dallas. There were three fumbles in that game. One by Devontae Smith, one by A.J. Brown, one by Jalen Hurts. That kind of hurt the – you know – you just look at the final number there. You're like, the Eagles scored 13 points. They moved the ball pretty successfully in that game. The week prior was the Thursday night football game against the Seahawks, who put up 35 points on Dallas. So I think Detroit's offense is still very capable here. I mean, this is a long-winded answer of me saying I don't like really like anything here, but I wanted Dallas. I just think that like all these things are priced in already, and it might actually create some value on the other side. For Miami-Baltimore, I'm still considering Miami in some capacity here. But I thought, I mean, we got out out to four. We saw some Miami buyback. I personally believe there's still going to be some Baltimore money that comes in later in the week. I'm not so keen to move at the current prices that are here on the Dolphins when you consider their injury report. But the Ravens are a very good team. They also have an extremely wide range of what they can be. And we're very quick to forget about those Ravens, like complete stinker games where – I mean, it's the ultimate, you know, uh, screw around and find out type of game. Let me put it at that. But like the Cleveland Browns game against Deshaun Watson where they lost 33-31 a few weeks ago where they almost lost to the Rams at home. uh, Earlier in the year, the game against the Steelers, like they're not immune to a terrible performance. It seems like a good sell opportunity on the Ravens here. I just wish Miami was healthier, but I can see myself getting involved in the Dolphins later in the week if we continue to see a little bit of a push towards the Ravens. Yeah, and you know,
1: if it's like, well, what would cause that number to move? Be like, well, Jalen Waddle's got a high ankle sprain. That's him. That 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 tickle your fancy is something that could potentially move the point spread, and and Dolphins could still get a pretty negative injury report. We'll kind of see how that goes. Rob, this is a two part question here. Just we haven't talked about league mvp that much in the first hour we'll do a lot of it tomorrow when we do this game when we do a couple other games we'll talk about it as well so brock purdy obviously puts up the clunker on on christmas night four picks darnold comes in and i mean it's just it's again crafted in a lab to make him the most likely to lose the award as possible so just a two-part answer here this does not have to be a price discussion where lamar is like minus 200 he's kind of taken the torch from brock purdy as a really uh as a presumptive favorite to win the mvp if the ravens beat miami who do you think wins MVP? And if the Dolphins beat Baltimore, who do you think wins MVP? And it can be the same, but it could be Lamar for both. You don't have to give me a different player, but if you play out Baltimore, Miami, both ways, just knowing that result, what would be your best guess who wins MVP in each situation?
2: Yeah, so this is, when there's a cluster like this and there's so many people that can win at this point in the season, I'll start to call it the recency bias award, right? Like Purdy has no chance now because we're just going to remember this type of game. If Lamar wins this week, his his number is gonna. I I mean I don't want to say he's a shoe in because anything can happen, but I think it's very likely that he's gonna end up winning. Now, if they lose, okay, Tua's gonna get a bump, but then the Dolphins play the Bills afterwards, and who that outcome of that game could also have an impact on MVP as well. So it's kind of like a wait and see type of approach. Um, I don't. I mean, my only opinion is I don't think Christian McCaffrey is live personally. Uh, I, I, and this is not just because I don't think a running back deserves to win. I just believe that the general consensus out there from people who can vote now, they diminish the position enough that I think it hurts his chances at winning MVP overall. So that's my only kind of statement on this market right now. I do, though, think Tua is very live. I mean, if you do like the Dolphins this week, you might as well bet Tua at 9-1 to one as well. I think that's certainly in play, especially when you just look at the metric, like his numbers this year are very, very good relative to Lamar's as well. So uh, I think that he certainly has a shot.
0: You better, you better hear Nick and Ken. It is a Monday on a Wednesday, our first show since Sunday. We're joined by pro sports better Rob Pozzola talking week 17 in the NFL on Twitter at Rob Pozzola. All right, Rob, hitting some of the games that you do like for this weekend. Let's go to the Patriots and the Bills coming up on Sunday in Buffalo the Bills almost blowing that game on Saturday night to the Chargers. New England not knocking Russell Wilson out of the starters job in Denver. We'll get to the Broncos and Chargers as we move along. Uh, Bills a 12-point home favorite. Total here is 40-and-a-half. Uh, Patriots winning the first meeting between these teams as an 8-point dog earlier in the season. Uh, Bills laying 12, 40-and-a-half. What do you got, Bills and Pats?
2: You always got to be careful with outdoor games. Buffalo at this time... Point in the year. So there might be some rain in this game, which we're seeing right now. I actually think this total is a little bit too low. I've been on Buffalo unders for a while now, or at least was for a period of the year because their offense has dynamically changed. But this is the type of defense, excuse me, offense that the Patriots struggle against. A quarterback that's able to scramble to pick up yardage that kind of throws off their zone coverage schemes a lot. And that's why we've seen Josh Allen have so much success against this defense over the years, no matter how they have played him. From the opposite side of things, I actually think this is also a decent matchup for Bailey Zappi. He's generated the vast majority of his turnovers this year against cover three. He struggles to read that defense, turns it over a ton. Buffalo plays a very low rate of cover three. And if you just look at the offensive outputs for the Patriots, Zappi at quarterback, they're not anything to write home about, but they're scoring into the 20s here. This isn't like the Mac Jones offense that gets shut out every single week. They can put up some points. So I think that we're on the wrong side of 41 here. Uh, I like the over in the bills of Patriots. Rob, cu- curious, I, I see Falcons-Bears
1: written down here, and I'm just like, I don't even know what to say about it. Atlanta a lot of weeks, like we just said. And, Nick, and I feel like Nick's honestly said everything about Arthur Smith and maybe how this is going to go. Now there's like jokes that maybe Russell Wilson will be their starting quarterback next year. and just It's like it just kind of this stuff all writes itself. Bears given a really good accounting of themselves to close the season, covered against Arizona. Um, these win totals on Chicago are going to be – uh, in the memoir at the end of the season, uh, Bears 3, maybe more importantly, 38 the total. Uh, give me you know something you're expecting in this game, an angle that you're thinking about playing.
2: Yeah, funny for Atlanta, they could have had Lamar Jackson for a couple first rounders and they might end mm. up with Russell Wilson next year. Uh, how's that for a, a downgrade of what could have been? Um, I, I like the under in this game. I, I think the Bears offensive unit looked a lot better last week than you would typically expect based off the fact that they played an Arizona defense that's not very good. Atlanta's defense at full health right now. They got David Onyemata back on the D-line last week. That helps him a lot in the run defense and solidifying that overall. I think this is a good unit, and I think Justin Fields is typically gonna struggle against this type of defense who really mixes up their coverages a lot and doesn't play a lot of cover three. On the other side of things, one thing that was apparent for me with Atlanta last week with Taylor Heineke, they had a good offensive output, but a lot was underneath. And I think it was very clear to me that Arthur Smith wants someone in there who's not going to make mistakes and not going to take the chances that Desmond Ritter did. That's a little bit more of a conservative offense. I love the Bears defense with the way that they are at full health right now against an Atlanta team that has issues at both left tackle and right tackle going into the injury report this week. So I think this totals a bit too high and I like the under here.
0: All right, Rob, we don't have a ton of time left here. Give us like 30 seconds on the following two games. Let's start with the expansion bowl with the Jaguars and the Panthers in Jacksonville. Jags a a six-and-a-half-point favorite, total of 38. Trevor Lawrence now resembling the guy from the board game operation with all his injuries.
2: Yeah, I don't know that we're going to get back to seven, but I've set by points for seven here on Carolina in this game. The Panthers' offense is actually playing a lot better than people want to give them credit for. They're stretching the field a little bit more. The, the unit is dynamically changing. And honestly, Jacksonville needing to win by margin against anyone right now with the fact that they have a well below, of, uh, well below average offense and defense over the course of the past six weeks, it's too big a number. Uh, I like Carolina, but I really want a seven in this game.
0: Russell Wilson benched by Sean Payton. Jared Stidham gets to start for the Broncos at home against the Chargers on Sunday. Broncos still mathematically alive for the playoffs. Spread goes from five and a half down to a juiced three for Denver. So the Broncos in between three and three and a half against Easton Stick, uh, who stuck it up our. If you bet, if you bet the Bills on Saturday night, total is thirty-seven and a half with the Chargers and the Broncos. What
2: a move! Honestly, I didn't think there was going to be that much of a market impact on Russell sitting. I did love the matchup for Russ against the Chargers defense. They play a lot of cover six. They give up a lot underneath. But ultimately, that's a that's a big move, and I don't I don't agree with the amount that the market is downgrading from Russell to Stidham. So I think the Broncos are in play here. I also think the total's a little bit too low. Honestly, at thirty seven and a half, you got your bounce from the Chargers defense last week. Uh, and I actually kind of like Easton Stick in his ability to push the ball a little bit more. Like, I'm not saying he's great, but he can make some throws and hang in there. This is a, a, a low total for what's supposed to be not bad weather in Denver this week. So Broncos and the over are both looks of mine in this game.
0: Rob, how did it feel in 15 seconds to get absolutely ethered by Andrew Catalan on Twitter this past Sunday? <laughs> I, I honestly
2: didn't view it that way. <laughs> I, I, didn't I, I didn't either.
0: I didn't either, just my, to be clear. My, yeah.
2: My first thought was, why is this guy tweeting me back in the middle of a game, right? Like he's calling a game and he, I didn't tag him either on Twitter. Like he must, he must've searched his name or someone sent it to him, but I actually loved it. I live for moments like that. Like I live for stuff like that.
0: That's why we can never leave Twitter. Rob tweeting erroneously and, like, not a big deal, like, uh, about a play-by-play call. I mentioned Catalan. Catalan tweets him back during the commercial break. I'm actually calling the Seahawks and Titans. I don't know what the funniest thing about that is. Probably Catalan searching his name during commercial breaks. Uh, and also, yeah. we love Andrew Catalan. Rob, we appreciate it, buddy. Good luck with the bets this weekend. We'll talk to you next week.
2: Thanks, guys. Good luck as well.
0: Coming up next, Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger dishing on Week 17.